This is Mike. This is Brian. And we're the Game Night Guys. Each week, we give new life to some classic games and introduce you to new ones. But you'll have to wait your turn. And this week's game is Dominion. Dun, dun, dun. It does sound kind of <laughs> epic like that. Yeah. <laughs> and we have a special guest. We do. We're going to be playing Dominion online with Michael Fox from the Little Metal Dog Show all the way over in the UK. Across the pond. How crazy, though, that we're going to play an online game. I feel like a total Big Bang Theory nerd right now. But it's like a, <laughs> but it's like a real game, but there's an online version. Right, yeah. right. Hi, Brian. Hi, Mike. This is Michael from The Little Metal Dog Show, all the way over on the other side of the Atlantic. Now, obviously, I've been listening to the shows, and I'm getting a bit disappointed. All of this, Glee, the CD board game, and Rummy Cub, and oh, I don't know. It's time for you to stop being game night boys and to become the game night guys that you think you are. So I'm going to challenge you. I want you guys to come and play with me online a proper game, a deck-building game. I'm going to show you what one of those actually is. It's called Dominion, and I want you to practice it. Give me an email, you've got my address, and we'll get this sorted. It's time to kick a proper pig. So the gauntlet has been thrown down. Is that the correct term, gauntlet? Sure. Okay. I don't know. Or gloves, <laughs> fisticuffs, I don't know. Anyway, so he's here to teach us how to play Dominion. Please welcome to Game Night Guys from the Little Metal Doc Show, Michael Fox. Hi, Hello, Michael. Gentlemen. So nice to have you. We've been on your show. This is your first time on our show, though. Yeah, it's really cool. I feel quite honored and privileged and, and all that. We're definitely happy to have you. So for anyone who's listening who is not familiar with the Little Metal Dog show, uh, why don't you tell us what that is? Okay, it's um, basically a side project. I, I don't know. Have you ever heard of the idea of, of a stupid boy project? No. Stupid boy project, no? Yeah, stupid stupid boy projects are basically things that boys get up to to kill time. Okay. Um, and... It wait, can be wait. anything from, you know, traveling around the country following the football team to producing what ends up being a ridiculously, in my eyes, successful podcast. Um, sure. So I started it like um, last April 2010 and just wanted a, a way to sort of express how much I liked playing board games. And because of that, you know, I, I started doing a couple of reviews and then I thought, do you know what, I'll do a podcast as well because I'm reasonably good at, at audio stuff and because you I do another podcast, right? You do a video game one. Yeah, I do Joypod, which is the most offensive video game show <laughs> on earth. It's it's ostensibly about video games, but actually turns into normally about an hour and a half of, of hideous, hideous abuse. <laughs> um, yeah, don't listen to it if you're a churchgoer. It's it's offensive. It's for good. It's for grown folks, as we like to say. Yes, not safe for work. <laughs> Sure. Possibly the only the only not safe work thing I do, um, but yeah, I I started the little Mel dog show and I thought, well, how do I want to do this? And I don't really want to do reviews because every other show does reviews. And I don't want to do news because there's a hell of a lot of people out there who do stuff better than I do. So what can I do? And I figured, well, I'll see if I can just speak to a couple of people and interview them. And it seems to have, you know, it it seems to have fallen into into a a regular type of thing so i get a couple of people on they interview every episode and you know it could be designers or players or distributors or anybody who's got something interesting to say about games for example you guys mm -hmm. we got you on and uh yeah it was lovely we appreciate you lowering your standards and <laughs> on your show. 
believe me, it was it was like reaching up to the stars in heaven. Um, just just to interject, um, stupid boy project is what Brian calls his ex boyfriend. I'm just um, saying. <laughs> and stupid boy project is what Mike calls X tube. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> filthy boys. <laughs> All right, so we're going to play Dominion, and I don't know how to say this dude's name. Michael, can you help us? It's he uh, was desi- the designer of the game is Donald something. Donald X Vaccarino. Vaccarino. So he's from Kentucky, I'm guessing. <laughs> and, and I think he's American. Hang on, let me check this. Is he Donald X? Yeah, he's from the states. Cool. <clears throat> Interesting. This this is a deck building game, um, which is not a traditional. Game Night Guys sort of game. We have sort of uh, a a long, tragic history with games like these. You, you, you guys. um, I remember. What was the name of the episode? uh, The name of the game that you played? We did. I think it was your first venture into card games. We did Uh, one called Cookie Foo, which was dice, but it was like Cookie Foo nearly destroyed your minds. I seem to. Yes. Yeah, we didn't eat cookies for a long time. Which was um, the. The really awesome band. Yeah, Steel... Steam Powered Steam Giraffe. Steam Powered Giraffe. Steam Powered Giraffe. So that also broke your brain. That but... one wasn't so bad. And then we did a deck building game called Scary Tales. And that one wasn't bad either. So they're... I mean, they're not that bad. It's just our brains aren't really made for these. And what we don't understand what the game is, we call it a deck building game. Because like, <laughs> I think... Because they're also... You had a term... You you mentioned a term once. What's the... When, they, when they're, the object is to attack... Yeah, there's a bit of a difference. We've got deck building games, which is stuff like Dominion, Essential, Ascension, Chronicle of the God Slayer, and, and various other ones. And I think for the longest time, you two seem to have an idea in your head that um, collectible card games were deck building games, which is kind of a, you know a truism. You are collecting cards in order to build uh, to, to build an actual deck, which you'll then face off against somebody else. But a deck building game is a little bit different. A deck building game, you start with what's essentially a really crappy hand of cards, a tiny, tiny little deck, and then you're getting get more cards as the rounds go on in order to improve the deck that you've got and hopefully as well to score points. Yeah, we don't get that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, this is going to be a great episode, then. (laughs) So the game contains your resources, victory points, and the things you can do. It starts out a small, sad collection of estates and coppers, but you hope by the end of the game that you will be brimming with gold, provinces, and inhabitants and structures of your castle and kingdom. Just like real life. Yeah. That's about the size of it. There are five main classes of cards. Victory cards, which have a victory point value that is tallied at the end of the game, but generally have no value during the game. Curse cards, which are like victory cards, but have a negative victory point value that counts against the player at the end of the game. And then there's treasure cards, which are played during the buy phase, and they generate coins and sometimes have other effects. And then there's action cards that generate effects during a player's turn, allowing the player to gain more cards, coins, buys, actions, and get rid of cards, or may affect other players in the game. Some action cards have further subtypes. Attack cards negatively affect other players, and duration cards affect future turns by the player. And then lastly, there's reaction cards, which can be triggered out of turn in response to a certain event, like another player's attack. And some cards share multiple types. Cool. So how do we play this? All right. So you, we, if we were playing with an actual deck of cards, uh, we would lay out treasure piles and victory piles, sorting these cards into three types each. If playing with only two players, we'd remove four cards from each victory pile. 
Select 10 types of kingdom cards at random from the box and lay out 10 small piles, one of each type. And then we would give each player a deck of seven copper cards and three estate cards. Shuffle your deck, draw five cards, and then you're ready to start the game. Start your turn by playing up to one action card from your hand and following the rules on the card. You will have no action cards on their first two turns. For example, if your card was Smithy, which contains plus three cards, you would immediately draw three cards. If your action card says plus one action, you may play an additional action card. And then once you've finished your action phase, you can buy one card. To buy a card, you simply add up the value of all the treasures in your hand. You can spend it by discarding it to buy any unknown card with an equal or lower cost. The cost of the cards is in the lower left-hand corner, and the bot cards immediately go into your discard pile. You end your turn by discarding all cards you played in addition to any cards remaining in your hand. You draw five cards from your deck, and then turn passes to the next player. If you have to draw and there are no cards left in your deck, simply shuffle your discard pile and turn it face down so it becomes your deck. And then you end the game when all of the province victory cards are gone or when any three other piles run out. Whoever has the most victory points in her deck is the winner. (laughs) (laughs) In her deck. So if you are like Mike and I and you're thoroughly confused by that, Michael has been very gracious in explaining this in a very simple format. And that is the ABCD concept. And the easiest way to remember to play is ABCD. Each turn is split into four different parts. A is for action. So you play one card from your hand that says action on it. The trick is to play one that lets you do even more. Some will let you take more cards from your deck or play extra ones. Some will give you more money, which is important for the next bit, which is... Buying. B is for buying. B is for buying. Here you collect up all your treasure cards that you have and spend them on one single card, or more if you've managed to get some extra buys. And then C is for cleanup. Basically, every card that you touch is collected up and put onto a discard pile. And then D is for draw, and then you pick up five cards from your stack. If you run out, you shuffle your discard pile and take it from there. That makes it very easy. I think Michael should make an acronym up for every game we play. (laughs) You're going to be our consultant from now on. (laughs) That's what I expect emails on a a regular basis saying, (laughs) Michael, can you help us with this one, please? Now, obviously, there's going to be a little bit of... Obviously, there's going to be a little bit of a difficulty of playing this game because we are here in Arizona and you are in London. Are you in London? Just a little bit north of it. You're in the UK somewhere. We don't know. We're bad with geography. Yeah. We we barely know the states, so... (laughs) You're just not in America. That's all we know. <laughs> that's it. And, and you don't care. <laughs> Everything outside of the States, just meh. Uh, but we should describe how we're playing because they don't really understand. I mean, it's a card game. How are we going to play with somebody who's in a different... Right. There is a, a way continent. to play it for free online. Can you explain that to us, Michael? Basically, if you go to dominion.isotropic.org, there's a fabulous little community there who built an online version of Dominion. So all you need to worry about is actually the A and the B steps. All you need to worry about is playing your actions and buying new cards because the computer actually does it all for you. So no cleanup, no drawing, it's all done automatically. Very cool. And what they have is not just the original base game of Dominion, but they have every single expansion that's been released for it as well. So you can set up a game however you like. You can have it as horrible and nasty and complex as you want. Or, in the case of today, you can have a nice and simple one. You're just using the base set. And it's um, free. It's and we're free. all yes, for simple free. here. So, uh, wait, I have a question for you. Hmm. Can you? Are you playing or are you? do you have the ability to play with strangers then on this? Or do you have to know somebody and you play together? You can play with whoever you like. Basically, you can log onto the site and you can 
reserve your own name just by using Google or Yahoo accounts, and then you'll always have your own name, or you can just tap in a username and away you go. You can play with people who you know, you can play with complete strangers, all you have to do is select a couple of people, click on propose a game, and then they've got the opportunity to say yes or no, but 99 times out of 100 people will happily play against you even if you're a noob. Sure. It's sort of like, you know, words with friends and stuff. You can either Mm. play with the people you know, or you can start a game with a random person. Sure. That's it. There's even a little chat facility at the bottom of the screen as well, so you can... Talk shit? Do people talk shit? (laughs) I've had a few experiences, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Mainly me going, that was fucking crap. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I think that we're ready to play. Are you ready to play Mike? I'm ready. I am. Are you ready to play Michael? Let's kick this pig. Okay, before we start, I have a very important question. Go for it. If I were to tell you I'm about to make a mistake and I need a rubber, what would you think I'm saying? What would I, what am I asking for? Uh, a, a do-over, basically. Okay. Like in America, a rubber is a condom. Did you well, know that? Yeah, there is that as well, yeah. I just was curious if you I guys... thought rubbers were also like footwear. Like I have to put my rubbers on because it's raining. Oh, I well, thought, it, what do you call like an eraser? Could that be a yeah, rubber? That's over also there? called a rubber as well, yeah. Which makes for hilarious times when you're at school. <laughs> oh, I bet. Jam hands love that kind of humor. And then I have another question for you. Do you guys eat hot dogs? I had hot dogs a couple of days ago. Oh, good. I just didn't know. <laughs> that's a very American thing. <laughs> do you know, that's a, I had a very similar thing. Um, I went out to Japan about five years ago, and I was asking everybody I knew before I went, do Japanese eat people eat toast? It's just like, do they? How the hell am I going to have a breakfast? Yes, they do. Oh, good. They love toast and cereal. But it's just like, I was completely confused. I had no idea. Do you know what I had for my birthday, Michael? Since we're talking about food around the world. Oh, what? I'm intrigued. I had Cornish pasties for my birthday. Ooh, homemade ones or? No, there's actually a local place here that makes them. And they're delicious. They're, 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 they're a bit Americanized, but they're quite awesome. Oh, man. You should try um, a Bedfordshire clanger. A what? Which it sounds like a huge penis, but... Um, <laughs> right, basically, a, a Bedfordshire clanger. Um, I, I, I live in a county called um, Buckinghamshire, and next next door is Bedfordshire. And years and years and years ago, when the, the farmers' wives would send their, their dear husbands off to work in the fields all day, they'd give them these things called a Bedfordshire clanger. And it's like a Cornish pasty, but one half of it is, you know, meat, potatoes, and vegetables. And it's about a foot and a half long, so it's a foot and a half? Massive. Yeah. But it's got a piece of pastry down the middle of it, dividing it. So on one side, you've got all the savory stuff. But on the other side, they'd like have stewed fruit. Oh, it's like the food it's, and dessert. Yeah, oh. in one. It's amazing. Interesting. And is it like baked? Yeah, yeah. It's just exactly like a pasty. Oh. If you're just joining us, we're talking about <laughs> foods we like to eat. <laughs> Welcome to Game Night, guys. <laughs> Seriously. All right, so let's start. Uh, this, this is kind of like the kid in school who is really bad at reading, so during like reading time has to go to the bathroom and has, has sharpened his pencil. I'm like dreading this. You like, are. Learning you're, this you're, you're wasting time because you're afraid to play this game. <laughs> Maybe. It's fine. It's re- it is really simple. Once you get a couple of turns under your belt, you'll be absolutely fine. Okay, good. Okay, and the computer does most of the work for good, us good, here. Good. So uh, it says in the turn order is me and then you, Michael. So I'm going to start, or I should say us. Right. Me and Brian are going to play one person, and then Brian, I mean, and then Michael's going to play his own. All right. So I'm going to go then. And since it's the first turn, I don't have any actions, right? Yep. So what have you got in your hand? To make it a little more visual, you should probably tell the good people at home what exactly we've got. I have three copper cards worth one, and then I have two estate cards worth one. So I can spend $3. Mm -hmm. So 
when you click on buy on here, it highlights, you see the little plus signs, Mike? Mm -hmm. It highlights like what you can buy. So oh. I'm going to buy a silver. Okay. And then it automatically does the cleanup and the next turn. And now it's Michael's turn. Cool. That's it. And of course, I have no action cards either. So I, too, am going to spend the $3 that I've got. And I am going to buy a silver mm. as well. And so now I'm going to still have no action. So I'm going to use my $4. And I'm going to buy... Hmm. I'll buy another silver. So what cool. we're doing here is basically... When we buy these things and we discard them, we're keeping them, right? Yeah, we, we don't actually throw them out of the game. Um, some action cards allow you to do what it calls trashing a card, which is then actually getting rid of a crappy card and throwing it out. So you're then streamlining your deck to try and make it better. Right. Cool. Now, I have $4 this turn, same as you, and I am going to buy one of the action cards off the pile. Uh, I'm going to buy a smithy, so when that appears, mm -hmm. it will allow me to draw an extra three cards from my stack. And we know what you're buying. In a, I mean, it's all revealed to us, so we can see. Yeah. Right. All Just like it would be in our game. We don't know what you have in your hand, necessarily. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I have... And normally we wouldn't tell you what we have until we're playing it, right? Yeah, because in the in the face-to-face -face game, you would reveal exactly what you've got in your hand. So you, you just basically put them all down on the table and say, I've got, okay, um, three coppers, an estate, and a workshop, for example. And you just put them all down, and then you, you, you work out your actions from there. Hey, Michael, why don't you have a an a avatar? Um, because I'm not logged in. I've, I've just oh. jumped in on a, a different username to normal for some inexplicable reason. Right, I have a smithy, which I've just played, and playing that smithy is my action. So that's the first of the section. That's the A. What does uh, a smithy do? A uh, smithy lets me draw three extra cards from my stack. Okay. So I've drawn one copper, which is good, uh, and two estates, which is shit. So what I'm going to do now is, as I've got $5, I'm going to spend that on a slightly more powerful card, which is called a mine. And when that comes up, that lets me trash a treasure card so I could get rid of a copper and upgrade it to the next one, which would be a silver. Mike Mike totally knows what you're talking about right now. He's not confused at all. <laughs> He's not sitting in the corner rocking back and forth. I'm not. I, I'm getting this. I'm getting this. Okay. I have, let's see, two silver cards, and Good. I don't have any actions still. So I'm going to play. I'll buy the feast. I don't know what that does. Okay. <laughs> um, the good thing about the interface with uh, Dominion on Isotropic is if you hover over any of the little pictures that represent each of the cards, it tells you exactly what each card does. Mm, now you were, you were telling us earlier that the pictures on the cards are different from the board game because they can't use them because they're under copyright. But the mm -hmm. thing that I'm that confuses me is is the game itself not copyrighted? Um, the game is copyrighted, but I, I think Isotropic has a uh, an understanding. Shall okay. we say <laughs> it's you know it's a very good interface, and it uh, it helps popularize the game because we know I mean. that the Scrabble people really don't want people playing. Because uh, a long time ago, there was a version of Scrabble called Lexulus or something. On Facebook. Right, and then the Scrabble people went after them, and they ended up having to change things about the game because it was too much like Scrabble. Yeah, I mean, and, and then we've got stuff like Words with Friends, which is, you know, incredibly similar, but, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's allowed, I think it's different enough for them to to, to allow it. But I, I think the uh, the guys behind Dominion, the companies who, who have a hand in it, I, I think they're okay with this online version of the game coming out. It brings lots of people in. Right. They should really take over, like, figure out a way to take this over and... You know what I mean? Add a couple ads on to buy their game online or something. Do you know what I mean? Like sell decks here. 
Yeah. It would be a really good way of you know getting more people to uh, to pick up stuff. Now, I've just um, drawn my cards, and I've, again, my smithy came up, which lets me get three more cards off the deck. So I've done that. I've drawn an extra two coppers, which is great, and I've also drawn a mine. But unfortunately, because I'm not able to play any more actions, I can't play that mine now. So I have to move on to my buying phase. <laughs> Sad face. And I am going to buy... Uh, what's a pretty strong card, it's called a market, and it gives me one extra of everything. So I'll get one extra card, one extra action, one extra buy, and also another dollar. So I'm going to have one of them. Oh, that's good. I'm going to totally copy you and do that myself. Right, again, no action cards, sad face, sit in the corner, weep for a bit. Uh, I'm going to buy another one now, again with $5, uh, which is called a laboratory, and that will give me two extra cards and one extra action. So that will hopefully be quite strong. So this is the first turn that we've had that we have an action to play, and we have the feast cool. card. Mm-hmm. So the feast card is we trash this card and we gain a card costing up to $5. Cool. cool. So basically, it's like a little investment. So when you spend your four dollars on that one, and then you can get something that's a little bit more, five, more yeah. expensive. Okay. So let's see. What do we want, Mike? Um, a laboratory. A laboratory. You want the laboratory? <laughs> we say it different than you. Laboratory is how I would say it. You say potato. I say potato. <laughs> I don't actually say potato. That would be quite stupid. Yeah, I know. What did I'm we get? That. My wife we got the laboratory, and then we played two coppers and a silver, but when we bought a silver. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, a good idea is uh, to obviously try and get the, try and get money of a higher value. Try and get the, the higher value coins, because the objective of the game is to get as many victory points as possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, the game ends when all of the highest value victory point cards are gone. Those big victory point cards are worth six points each, and they're called provinces. Uh, when they're all taken, the game ends immediately. Okay. Uh, another way the game ends is if three of the uh, kingdom card stacks get down to zero. So it's uh, a couple of ways of killing the game. Okay, cool. Right now, I've got um, five cards again in my hand for the start of my turn. I've got a smithy and I've got a market. So I've got two action cards. Now, if I play the smithy first, I won't be able to play the market because it doesn't give me an extra action. If I play it vice versa, like I'm going to do now, play the market, uh, I draw an extra card, which was a silver. I get an extra action, an extra buy, and an extra dollar. So just to clarify, if you play the smithy, you don't get any extra action? No, you get three extra cards, that's it. But because I played the market, it's given me one extra of each. And I can now play my smithy. Okay, we're just being juvenile. <laughs> we're sitting around a computer, so I actually can hit... I've hit you twice already. I know, this is... We're we're complete... Like, since we're playing in front of the computer, like, we don't have a table between us. We're... It's weird. Know, it's completely different room that we're in. I've hit him twice. I know. <laughs> should keep a tally chart throughout the whole game. <laughs> then post up bruises online afterwards. So, like the kid that's getting up to sharpen his pencil, I have a quick question that's unrelated mm. to this game. Where, so the Little Metal Dog Show has a little icon, a, a dog icon. Where did that, like, who drew that? Where is it from? Um, my wife drew that one, actually. What? Really? She's a super talented artist lady. Yeah. It's really nice. Too. Your wife was your your wife had a set of was it Valentine's Day cards that were featured oh, yeah. on Boing Boing or something? Yeah, yeah. She I did, remember um, that now. A, a bunch of science Valentines uh, last back last January and February, uh, which were lovely. She got all of her because she's a complete nerd, obviously because she's married to me, and <laughs> no one else would tolerate me to be honest. Um, and she just got all of you know eight of her favorite scientists from history, and then made Valentine's cards with uh, you know. 
pictures of them that she she drew herself and designed the actual backgrounds and they were absolutely gorgeous and they they just seemed to completely completely launch off it was brilliant that's cool and your wife is also a roller derby girl she is what really concrete cows yep it's a relatively new city. It was only set up about 40 years ago. Um, and to celebrate it, they made this uh, this statue of cows made from concrete. And then the girls named themselves after that. Nice. Very cool. What's That's her roller derby girl name? Uh, she is the Bitch Finder General. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, I have a few of my favorites from our local leagues. Um, oh, go on. What's well, one is local a- team? Um, well, we have we have several leagues. It's a league, yeah. So we have like the Arizona Roller Derby, and then the Derby Dames, and then I think mm-hmm. there's a third one too. I, the The players' names. One of my favorite is just D's Nuts <laughs> because it's so awesome when they like you know announce that like next up D's Nuts. <laughs> um, I used to work with one of uh, one of the Roller Derby girls, and her Roller Derby girl name was uh, Cruella Demille. Because she was Very a filmmaker. Nice. There's a really scary one who doesn't have like the greatest name. Her her name is from by her favorite um, actress Mink Stoll, but oh, she cool. she's like seven feet tall, and she used to um, wear a luchadora mask when she played, and she was like the scariest thing ever. Does your wife come home like bruised up and? Yeah, um, the first time she came back, uh, the first time she went up there, she just came back, you know, bumps and bruises all over the place. She's actually injured at the moment. Her, uh, her left foot is, is completely boned. So she hasn't been able to skate for a few weeks. So that's out. Um, but the best thing is her, her friend who she went with on the first time, uh, literally within 10 minutes of, of hitting the, hitting the floor, um, actually hit the floor and, uh, and broke her wrist. Whoa. On her first visit, <laughs> which was very, very impressive. That's, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm a big fan of roller derby because it, it's a fantastic thing to watch. We were watching the uh, the uh, the Concrete Cows had their first public bout yesterday because they're a relatively new team, mm-hmm. and uh, we were watching it live on the internet because they were streaming it from the uh, from the venue down in the south of England, and it was just great. Plus, the Concrete Cows won for the first uh, their first time, which was Hooray. really really good. Very <laughs> impressed. <laughs> right, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I am going to do. And play the laboratory. Then I'm going to play a market. And then I'm going to kick your asses, boys, by Ooh. buying the first province of the game Boom. with my eight dollars. So there's seven of those left, am I right? Yeah, there's a little uh, a little blue number in brackets underneath each representation of the cards, and, and that says how many are left in each stack. On my turn, I'm going to play a market card. This little piggy went to the market, and then. Now I have four coppers, so I'm going to buy a silver. Good stuff. And in my turn. Ooh, I have lots of cards on my next turn. <laughs> I should say it's always nice it's when really you start us. pulling cards, and, and, and you start working out after a few games what good combinations of cards are, and then all of a sudden when you get that first really, really good combo of cards, and then you realize that you've actually got, you're able to like play about nine cards in one go and buy about three of them, and you can afford to buy loads of cool stuff. It's Yeah, it's good. So when this game came out, it was only a few years ago, right? Yeah. And it really took off. Like, this was like the game that hardcore gamers liked, right? Yeah, pretty much. It was the it's the start of the deck building phenomenon really. Now they're now deck building games are pretty much ten a penny. So this was like the the granddaddy of them all and it actually ended up winning the the big uh German game prize, the Spiel des Jahres in the year it came out. What is the um, real it game today? Um there's a few really. Uh there's one called 
Well, I'm just thinking about the stuff that I've been reviewing over the last couple of weeks. for the Saved by the Bell, the board game. Oh, you're obviously yeah. a classic. <laughs> Hello Kitty, uh, bit of Grow Bingo. <laughs> you can't knock that. That's a classic. Um, there's a... Okay, there's a deck-building game that has no cards, um, but uses dice instead. That's called Quarriers. That's just come out. And, and that's really, really very good indeed. Just, it, it's, it's great because there's a whole load of you sitting around buying these little dice that look really cool, just chucking them at each other. Uh, that, that gets a bit puerile quite quickly. Mm-hmm. I've just literally finished a review of uh, a game called Ankmore Pork, which is based around uh, a series of books called The Disc World. And that is, uh, that only came out this week, but I, I think that's already one of my games of the year so far. It's utterly beautiful. Really, mm. really, really lovely indeed. In a lot of these games, would this be considered a role-playing game too? Because I'm like a person that's buying things that's a role um, that I'm playing. No, right. Your role, role-playing games are more along the lines of, of stuff like D&D. Like, like you're battling and stuff. Yeah. And there's a story, I guess, right? Yeah. Well, you've got a, you've got one person who's con- who's controlling the whole game and yeah. you're playing the story out. Um, I was in Target the other day, maybe Thursday or Friday. Um, a store. It's a store here. Do you know what Target oh, yeah, is? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, come on. My, my wife is from California. I've been oh. there a few times. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was in Target. <laughs> I feel like I have to explain everything. <laughs> you're so like I a you're like a Martian to Mike right now. <laughs> we were in a checkout stand. They have these machines where they put the money in, and there's a person that collects your money, just so you know, Michael. The checkout stand, <laughs> we call it. But I was waiting in line, and the guys behind me were talking about some sort of role-playing game. I don't know what. But they were talking, or not, or a deck building game. I don't, clearly, I don't know the difference really well. But they were talking about how one card has like these powers that can only be stopped by this other card. And then I kind of like turned around to like look at the guys just because I was kind of curious who they were. And then after that, they kind of were talking a bit softer. And I felt bad because I like embarrassed their geekdom. <laughs> So right, us nerds don't get to leave the house very often, and when we do, it's like you know, it's quite an event for us. And then when somebody stares, yeah, yeah and I wasn't judging. They can be, shells. they can be geeks. That's fine. Okay, I have plus seven dollars, so I am going to buy a witch and hopefully kick your ass. Oh, I'm pretty sure you're going to do that anyway. <laughs> like you probably, it, this will probably be effortless for you. Well, come on. When I had an office job, this was basically how I would kill time. Really. Yeah, I just sit there, just you know, pretending to be doing work, and actually, oh, anybody f- go on Twitter? Anybody fancy Game of Dominion online? Blah blah blah. <laughs> so, if I have two market cards, do I get to play yeah. them both? You do. Love this game. <laughs> do it. All right. So now, and then I gained a laboratory. Can I play that too? You can. If it says that you could, that you have actions left over on I the do. interface, then yeah, you can keep going for as long as you want. And then I have another action now, and I can play a smithy card. I have so many <laughs> things. Stacking stuff. <laughs> and then you could spend 16 bucks. No, it's just six. Oh. I'm oh, wait, I have $8 to spend. Oh, yeah, because playing team. those market cards gives you an extra dollar each time as well. <gasps> so many things to buy. Well, buy if you've card. got $8, though. Yeah, I bought a province. only one thing you should be buying, and that is the province cards. Done. Excellent. Um, order it, wait. Do I end my turn now? You have two. I oh, have two buys, but, but I don't no have money. money. You have no money. You just have to hit the end turn button. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I have a smithy, which lets me drag three cards out. What is a smithy? It's a blacksmith, isn't it? Oh. Person who, <laughs> person who goes and makes horseshoes and oh. shields and stuff. Think Game of Thrones. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> we don't watch that. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
we're yeah, nerdy, but we're not that nerdy. You guys would have been on that like white on rice. <laughs> we're not that nerdy. We're nerdy, but we're nerdy, but we're not that nerdy. We're different, we're different kind, nerdy. and we're both different nerdies between ourselves. True. <laughs> right, that's eight dollars. I'm going to buy another province. Basically, as as the game gets towards its uh, its conclusion, it's more, it, it becomes a bit of a race to pick up the the big scoring cards. Right, right. Because everybody's got enough money to to do cool stuff. I really like that you can hover over and see. That like if you think it's about really useful. If we were playing this in the card version mm-hmm. across a table, Brian and I would have the rules next to us, and we would be looking up the rules each turn. But since we well, can just hover yeah. over, it's easy. Yeah, I mean, in the real version, each card obviously has the rules written on it, so you can see exactly what they do, which makes it really, really easy to play and really easy to set up and introduce to people. You you just say, basically, you know, do A, B, C, D, but the cards also let you manipulate A, B, C, D. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can get extra actions, you can get extra buys, and and then, you know, clean up after yourself. What I think is funny about this game is I understand, like, what I'm doing, the A, B, C, D Mm. part, and I understand, like, the, what I'm doing is, like, I'm spending coins, I'm buying things and stuff like that, and I'm doing what's on the card. But I don't get the overall reason why. Like, it's like I'm doing, it's kind of like, you know, I'm doing something, but I don't know what's... It's it's a nice way to kill time. I mean, it, it, obviously, if we were sitting in the same room with, with with each other and, you know, throwing cards all around the table, it, it's a bit more of an interactive experience. But I, I think it represents the game pretty well. Um, and, yeah, it... it it's very, very abstracted from what you what it says it is on the box. You know, oh, you are building kingdoms and taking over, you know, taking over fine lands all over the place. It's just right. like, well, not really. We're buying cards, and you could stick any theme on this. It could be space or cowboys or pirates or ninjas or whatever, or all of that. Wouldn't that be great? That would be the most <laughs> story in history: space ninja cowboys. Yes. All um, right now, I have ten dollars. Yeah. I have one by. And there's one province left. So I am going to finish the game by picking that up. Click on it. Oh, wait, wait. I We won? You've won. It like tallied our score that quick for us. Yeah, it does it automatically. So you bought so. the last province card and then it tallied everything up. And it looks like the game is over. In your face, Michael Fox. We barely won. We had 29 points and he had 27. Yeah. Who are you calling game night boys? Huh? We're the game night guys. <laughs> Game night lords. I think he might have let us win. <laughs> Not at all. No, you guys. You know, you guys did what you're supposed to do. You're meant to, you know, manipulate the cards in a way that you will help you get more stuff to the table. And because you did that better, and also you bought uh, a duchy, one of the the middle value point cards, and I didn't because I'm an idiot. Right. Um. Yeah. You guys did great. So well done, a duchy. Well, thank so, you. So, well, I have a question for you, and then. I mean, it kind of goes to what you just said. How much of this game is strategy and how much is just chance? Like what um, you get, what you draw and what you can buy and what Well, obviously, because you're choosing what cards you buy, that mitigates the amount of luck in the game. You know, at the start of each turn, you're going to be pulling out five cards from the top of your stack anyway. Mm-hmm. But because you know what you've bought, you know what's going to be in that deck. You know, you know you're going to be able to keep an eye on cards that are in there. So you build your deck how you want it to function if you want to be able to keep on racing through as many you know trying to pick up as many different cards in one turn as possible you know you can play stuff like uh, a smithy or you can play stuff like a moat 
because they'll let you draw extra cards from your stack. And then obviously that's going to give you more money, more power to, you know, more stuff to do. You tailor the game how you want to play it. And that's why I think the game is so popular and why it spawned, I think, six expansion sets so far already and plans for another four. So I like this game. I do too. And I can't tell you which is the reason. And the reason might be, I have a few uh, theories. One is the whole online version. Like that made it so much easier. We didn't have to like It's doing half of the job for us. Yes. Which is always good. Yeah. And then I also appreciated his ABCD explanation. Whereas the rule, when we read the rules, I didn't know what I was saying. Yeah. The rules (laughs) that come with the actual card decks are like 16 pages long. (laughs) I saw that and... I, I would just immediately, I like, it frightened me. There should be a Cliff Note version of most games. Like, do you know what Cliff Notes are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Marsh and Michael again. <laughs> I, I think Mike just thinks that you live in a box. <laughs> a far away box. I, I, I rarely leave the house. <laughs> but uh, there should be like a one pager and then there should be the 16 page booklet that kind of has all the details so that when you get to a place, you might need what happens in this rare case. But ABCD, that, j- that's all you need really to play a simple game of this. Definitely. That's how it was taught to me. And, and I was the same as you guys when I, I I'm, I'm okay with rule books, and if you saw my games collection, you would probably poo yourselves. <laughs> because some of the rule books in there, I mean, we're looking at like, you know, 64 pages of, of, of rules and horribleness. Yeah. You know, if I pull out my Dungeons and Dragons, you know, rule books, that's three big hardback books. Wow. Scariness. When this came out, when uh, Dominion first came out, it was quite early on in when I was getting back into games, and the rules were a bit convoluted, but then a friend of mine, Graham, just said, look, I'll explain it to you this way, A, B, C, D. And that's whenever I'm teaching this game, that is how I always, always take that approach. Because it, as you said, it's a really, really simple game to, to actually understand how it plays. The trick is to actually try and work out what good combinations of cards you can pull out. And once you've got that down, then you are, you're flying your way. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for suggesting we play this with you. We had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. I know. Um, I mean, it's nice that you Skyped us in and everything and taught us how to do this. It's very nice of you. It's an absolute pleasure. Any time at all. You want to play something online? I am more than up for it. And why don't you go ahead and pimp out all your stuff, like your podcast and your Twitter, etc. Cool. Okay. Well, uh, podcast is Little Metal Dog Show, and that is at littlemetaldog.com. Uh, the boys, of course, have been on an episode previously, so go and listen to it. It's very good. Uh, I'm on Twitter as Idle Michael, I-D-L-E-M-I-C-H-A-E-L. And if you like listening to horribly abusive video game chat, uh, go to spong.com and uh, look for Joypod, because that's where it is. And of course, we'll throw up links to everything in our show notes for this episode. Thank you, boys. Most kind. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Cool. Cheers. Hey, guys. We're going to be broadcasting live as part of the Pride 48 Marathon. Right. Pride 48 is a community of GLBT and GLBT-friendly podcasts and podcast listeners. This is the third annual Pride 48 Marathon and the first year that most of the shows are going to be broadcasting from one location, which is in Las Vegas. The live shows will be streaming on Pride48.com starting Friday, September 16th through Sunday, September 18th. And some of our favorite podcasts are going to be streaming live. And some of the names are Foul Monkeys, The Satyr's Fear. Greetings from Nowhere, Ramble Redhead. Flat 29. Big Fatty Online, Dubious Intent, and 
Live It Up, the podcast. <laughs> and a lot more. And we're actually going to be streaming live on Sunday, September 18th at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Right. So it's kind of early for us. It is. We'll be okay. A little bit. <laughs> and we're also going to be joined by our friends over at Secretly Timid. We're going to be joined by two of them, John and Paul. Love them. So to find out more information and to find out how you can listen live, go to pride48.com. That's it for this episode of Game Night Guys. Links, show notes, and photos of the games we play can be found on our website, which is GameNightGuys.com. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at hello at GameNightGuys.com or leave us a voicemail at 480-648-GAME. That's 480-648-4263. If you like the show, please consider writing us a review on iTunes. It helps people find us and lets them know what the show's all about. You can follow us on Twitter. We're at Game Night Guys. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Cheap Blue Guitar. And I'm at Mr. Mike Lawson. Join us on Facebook. Tell us about your game nights at Facebook.com slash Game Night Guys. Thanks for listening. As always, you're invited to our next game night. It's your move. Bye. Bye. Yeah, sure. Okay, so um, cut all of that out. Good God. (laughs) Who's editing this one? Mm, Probably me. All right, future Mike, cut all that out. (laughs) Um,